0: Hello and welcome to the Creatives Chronicles, this is the podcast that tells the stories of creative professionals, giving you the information, motivation you need to get started, stay focused and thrive as a creative professional. Joining us today is an amazing professional, he is an entrepreneur, a brand consultant, a creative thinker, he is the mind behind If York Beyond Design community and Mascot Art House. Joining us today is the phenomenal Godwin Appan. Thank you so so much for joining us today.
1: <laughs> thank you very much. Uh, that citation like is a whole lot for a small person like me.
0: I thank you for all you do. Thank you.
1: Thank you. Thank you very much. Uh, I, I really am I'm, I'm really honoured to be here today. And I'm hoping we will have a very wonderful chat. I'm some possibly someone out there will be inspired by his uh, chat tonight.
0: All right. But what we usually do in the first segment is to go over the intro stories of our guests. So you just walk us through how you got started in the world of design. How did you uh, get into design?
1: Right. Yeah. I I would like to start from the very start. Um okay. well, what do I mean by starting from the very start? Um let me start from my background in uh, marketing and love for art uh, I started way back in uh, late 80s uh, late 80s, early 90s uh, I, I, was, I was I was a big fan of fine art and I never knew what I was doing but uh, something suggested to me recently that oh wow, so all along it's been marketing I was uh, uh, doing now I had a her older brother who who draws very well he draws comic. So uh we are went back in school what we do we after he finished drawing I would take up the comic book, go to school. There's this thing we used to call uh, in my dialect ascendic or pencil? It means if you look at my picture, you give me pencil. And then pencil was like a gold mine. Wow. So i would take i would take his works to school and then gather my friends, tell them that uh, they should come. I want to explain the comic a book uh, to them like a movie Mm -hmm. so they would sit around but um uh, but the condition would be that you drop a pencil before you join the group so that was how i gathered people and i was collecting pencils i would say Mm -hmm. (laughs) i was collecting a lot of Mm pencils and then if you come to our house you will see pencils everywhere because i was the for the marketing agent for his uh, uh, visual art Mm-hmm. So I, I pick I, I picked up from there. I used to admire him mm-hmm. a whole lot uh, because whenever I read his comic books, uh, I, I get inspired, and I, I I used to wish someday I would like to be like him. Mm-hmm. I like to draw. I would like to get into art, but I never knew how to start. And then dressing back, my father was a photographer, okay. so um, uh, I realized that the creative juice is in our family. So I, I picked up from there, and I started drawing, drawing, drawing. And it got to a point, I think, that, that was after my primary school. I really got into art, finally. And um, way, when I joined secondary school, that was when I developed uh, the passion even more. Because because of my sketches, my drawing, my different way of doing things. One of the facts that inspired me that I started with was Mickey Mouse. Now, Mickey Mouse was one of the beautiful cartoons that uh, I, I never missed. So I used to draw Mickey Mouse, uh, fold it into paper, and then put it in my uniform. And then people were admire it. They would also want me to draw for them. And that was how I started. And I became popular drawing Mickey, uh, Mickey Mouse. And it was because of that Mickey Mouse that I was uh, made the chief cartoonist for an interactive club in school. Uh, We're back in second so uh, the story continued from there, and I finally moved into um, uh, I finally moved to the eastern part of the country, sorry to the western part of the country where uh, I started exploring the world of art. I actually wanted to go further my studies in art because there was something about it um, when I grew up to some level in my career. I every time I pass through any signage, any adverts, billboard, see I see um, flyers on the floor. I wasn't always impressed by the finishing of some jobs, and mm-hmm. something keeps telling me that, oh come on, someone needs to change this. But who am I? I'm too small, you know. When you have this big dream of wanting to change something and Something just tells you, come on, boy, you're too young to think like that. Mm-hmm. But I was always criticizing things. If you see me then, you you think I'm a madman. I'll be picking flyers. from, No matter how dressed I am, I'll be picking flyers from the floor. Those ones that are good, I'll pick them to learn from them. Those ones that are bad, I'll try and criticize them. Why didn't they put the sponsor? Why did they use so much colors and all that? And then I got really inspired about that. And I realized that gradually... I wasn't good. I didn't start with um, computer graphics, no. I actually started as a straw artist. And one of the funny things I used to do was uh, uh, Valentine's card. Okay. I would buy card art, buy spray pens, and then cut stencil and spray. I was making money. I was really making money at that time. And then I realized that this was a very deep passion for me. And then one of those days, there was a commission job by a school, uh, because I remember I was in Baku University there. There was a commission job, and I finished that job. I brought it, uh, going to deliver it. Someone saw me and called me. He said, ah, you've come again with your uh, creative displays. Let me see what you have today. So I showed him. When he opened it and uh, looked at it, he said, mascot. Uh, I said, uh, anything? He said, I'm thinking you should take this thing further. I think you're very creative and you should not just limit yourself to sketches and drawing on papers. I think you should take it to the digital world. So I told him, no, that's not what I want to do. I want to, I want to represent God with my visual art. I just want it to be raw. I don't want to take it into any company. They said, no, 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 that's the future. I think you should try it. I said, so how do I try it? He said, okay. There's a guy here who's been employed. He has masters in, in, in his art and all that. Maybe you should get close to him, get to find out the software he uses and all that. Or what I think they use yeah. CorelDRAW. Draw and said, "Oh yeah." So what's Corel Draw? So as I got to find out what CorelDRAW Draw was, and then I didn't have a laptop. I didn't mm-hmm. have a laptop because I was working. I didn't have a laptop, so I used the office system to install Corel Draw and i must tell you it was a struggle it was indeed a struggle because something you've not learned from anywhere and you are just about to start bringing your creativity into an application you've not used before i mm. don't know how it works so i started drawing lines when i draw box i draw gradients and the thing would look fine i go wow i'm getting somewhere <laughs> yeah, yeah. And in my, <laughs> mm-hmm. I was excited like, yeah, I am getting somewhere but I realized that it was a struggle for me mm-hmm. and I started, you know, I'm, I'm one person who who wants to disrupt things, I, I don't want to limit myself to anything So I started challenging myself hey, you've got to do more than this, so what do you have to do, you have to go further your study, so I started looking for scouting for schools where and then there was this popular thing then, I think uh, they call them computer center.
0: Yeah. Computer
1: yeah. center. Computer center that I would train on desktop publishing and all that. So I got one, I enrolled, paid for it, started learning the basic, basic, the basic. Before I'd finished, I was so good because I already had the flair mm-hmm. and passion for design. So I, I found out that I had advanced a whole lot in my skills. So it was indeed a very wonderful experience for me. And I think that was when design um, took a new turn in my life. and I, I, I realized that I needed to do more uh, in terms of uh, improving on my skills of the application because I was very used to CorelDRAW. And up till today, CorelDRAW is still my first and my... Fall in love when, I, when it comes to design. Uh, so that was basically where uh, the whole story started. Before I advanced to uh, Pan Atlantic University, where I went to sharpen my skills on uh, design um, aesthetics and all.
0: Mm-hmm. Wow! Wow! Phenomenal! Okay. Like it, it's one <laughs> of passion and unquenching <laughs> passion. Like really, really, like. It's awesome. Thank you. Amazing, amazing. You. Uh, <laughs> looking back at your story, what would you say is one lesson that you had to learn the hard, the hard way? Looking back at uh, your whole experience, what's one lesson you would say that you learned the hard way?
1: Uh, one of the lessons I learned the hard way was me not giving up on my old ways of thinking. Mm-hmm. You know, uh, when that guy approached me, his name is Chigazie 80 when he approached me and um, asked me to, to give up, my old ways and move into a new phase of technology, mm-hmm. I never believed it was going to be possible. Mm-hmm. So um, that aspect, uh, I think, uh, answers that question.
0: Yeah, yeah, it does. It does. Okay, uh, what, mm-hmm. is what, what is something you would have done differently? What is something you would have done differently with the knowledge you now have? If you were to go over and start again, what is something you would do differently?
1: I will go back into studying the basic of design, like that's the thing I would have done differently, I would have studied everything about design, in fact, I would not have done any other thing if it's not design related in life.
0: Mm-hmm. Awesome, 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 okay. uh, now you, you are mentoring a lot of creative persons, uh, what, what would you say is one skill that, that can stand out any creative person? One skill that if any creative person has this, the person is going to be miles ahead in career.
1: Patient. Hmm. Uh, it, it sounds funny, but uh, patient is a skill. And uh, I, I would say this because um, some, I, I did something recently. Uh, the group were uh, a mentor of um, some creative people. I posted some designs that I I did myself recently. And a lot of them were questioning it, that they can't believe this was done with coral draw and all that. And somebody said, so how did you take time to to dress this that is so neat? Mm -hmm. I was smiling because I told them the secret of all this is patience. Mm -hmm. For every creative person, you must be extremely patient. Because that's a skill. If you have that skill, I bet you there is no aspect of creativity or the design that you will not be able to crack. Mm-hmm. Because creativity is not something you hurry; It's, it's something that takes time. Now, let me, let me reflect a bit um, on, the sec- uh, on the story of uh, creation. Mm-hmm. It could have taken God maybe a minute or a day to create heaven and earth. Mm-hmm. But it took him six days So he had to take time to fine-tune creation and then each of these days, he declared that his creations were good. Mm. So it it, it took him patience for him to be able to say, okay, what color should I give the sky? What color should I give the earth? And all that. So I think we all (coughs) need patience as uh, creative people to be able to get the best out of our works.
0: Yeah, I I understand. Patience is, is key, it's awesome. But a lot of times, right. I think we uh, misconstrue this, or maybe I'm just the only one, uh, thinking patience right. and slow delivery are the same thing. What uh, would you say <laughs> is, is, the, is the difference?
1: Arguably, you can, you, you can place that as um, maybe slow delivery impatient, the same thing, but I, 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 I beg to differ. I don't think it's the same thing. When i mean patience and and the critical uh, thinking. I think they are two different things because uh, you, you've been given a group and you've been given three hours to deliver the group. And the first thing you need to do is to understudy your group and know what to do before you kick start. So if you don't have patience on the detail, you'll go over that group over and over again because. When you deliver, you will not be satisfied, and the client will spot there's a problem somewhere.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: So, I think they are two different things because you can't you, you can mix your slow pace of work to a critical way of addressing an uh, issue because you are a solution provider. So, you have to be very critical about what you do. So, it doesn't affect um, if you say slow pace, slow pace could be um, a natural trait for anyone. Okay. But I think passion, which is more uh, aesthetical for any design, it's uh, a different thing because it it is what matters. It is the result that matters.
0: Mm, yeah, yeah, true, true, awesome, awesome. Bro. Right, uh, okay. right. Uh, let, let's talk about um, rejections. Uh, a lot of times, um, creative uh, <laughs> uh, we 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 deal with it a lot, and I, uh, yeah, it was an industry so. I think right. everyone has had their fair share of it. Uh, let's talk about a time that um, you faced rejection, maybe for a project or a client or something, and how you were able to handle it.
1: Rejection is is one thing I have come to learn, and I am now used with. So, and uh, one thing I believe in is, you have to be strategic about everything. Now, if you're rejected and you give in or you give up, it means you're not ready and you're not strategic about whatever you're doing. Because if if you present or if you apply patience as a skill, and you're certain that this job shouldn't be rejected and it's a pass mark, only for you to get your your presentation, the client, the client says we don't need this or this is a Complete mess don't feel totally bad. Uh, what you do is uh, come back and do a thorough research back uh, again on what you have presented and find a better way to present it and don't feel because someone has rejected that job you can use it for someone else now there are a lot of jobs that we have done um, uh, let me start from my freelance days that were rejected that someone let us pay. For someone else has a paid for because all you need is just tweak, you tweak the, you remove the name and put the new name because sometimes you realize that brief um, looks similar,
0: yeah, you know yeah, someone
1: yeah. has given a brief for a certain uh, market and then another person and, and rejected that, that uh, result of your brief and then you take it back and then someone is requesting another service and you find out that the brief the person is giving. It's gonna look more like, or it's gonna give you the same result of the group that was rejected. So you just remove the name of that person and put another name. And before you know it, you deliver it faster and better. Mm-hmm. And the person will take it. So I don't, I don't see rejection as something anybody should uh, uh, feel downcasted about. Mm-hmm. And more so, whatever, whenever you get, uh, whenever your job is being rejected, it's also served as uh, a part for your portfolio. Because, uh, uh, to, be, to be very honest, the only thing for you to show anyone or any new clients that you've done something is the number of work, the body of work you've done over time. So, I think um, we should see rejection of work as a a in learning and in the creative process of our life.
0: All right, awesome, awesome. Uh, let's segue and do. Okay, before we segue, let me ask this question. Uh, Right. Since we, we are on the subject of injection, what, in your opinion, uh, makes a design good design or what, what qualifies as good design?
1: Mm, I, I think um, um, I would rather use my word great design instead of good okay, design. Okay, what qualifies as because, good Yeah, uh, a great design is a design that, that meets the expectation of your clients. First, one, is that design able to transmit exactly the same message Mm -hmm. your client was aiming at? Two, when a design cannot fulfill a purpose, then that design is not a great design. Mm -hmm. You You know, design can have a voice. Can have a character yeah, yeah design should be able to communicate in that way now i've seen a lot of designs and i know people you know that's why we differentiate between graphic designers and creative designers
0: yeah, yeah.
1: graphic designers are people who are uh, who can pick up anything from online and then slam it there and then deliver to the client creative designers are deep thinkers you think a solution out of a problem. Mm-hmm. Graphically representing it and then be able to meet the target market so your client can have a good return on investment. But a good design will die anytime. A great design will always stand out. Let's take, for instance, the Apple. Now, have you noticed how Apple have sustained the design of their phone mm-hmm. since inception till today? The only thing that they had shaped was to carve the edges of the phone to make it rounded so it's a bit friendly. And then the, the idea behind it was simple. We leave, we're we trying to preach more care and tenderness to the people so that we, we believe the sharp edges were a bit scary. So it made it a bit friendly. So they smoothing the edges and it's a bit friendly to all and for the side. So that's a great design. Meanwhile, we've got a, a lot of other designs um, uh, that have come up and they didn't stay that long in the market because they didn't understand the psychology of uh, uh, of design. Some of them just wanted to sell. But it's better you have a great design that is sustainable than to have a product that is just going to sell for a period of time and afterwards disappears. So I think that's my idea when it comes to uh Great design,
0: awesome, awesome. What better great design? Yeah, yeah, right. Great designs are sustainable, and you, you just poured more light on creative designers and graphic designers. I, I didn't even have this day before, right? Thank you. Thank <laughs> right. you so, so much. Um, You're welcome. You're okay, welcome. let's do something a little fun. If someone comes to you today and says, Um, you could make one wish and get one superpower, what would be one superpower you want to get? <laughs>
1: Ah, my superpower! <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> everything is everything about wisdom. I want to know everything on Earth. <laughs>
0: <laughs> Alright. I okay. want to
1: know everything on Earth. <laughs> yeah,
0: That's that, that awesome. That's cool. That's cool.
1: Uh,
0: I think, uh, what was this character's name? Uh, he was in uh, X Men, I think. Uh, he could, right. Yeah, I think uh, his name is just. But maybe I'll find it later. But it's awesome wisdom. So right. no in the Bible. Awesome.
1: Yes, I, I, I am always in search of wisdom. Always trying to get something. Yeah, yeah. But that's that's the power I long for. Awesome, <laughs> Great. awesome. Okay.
0: Right. right. Let's right. let's get back to the, uh, the interview. Um, do you mind um, sharing anything about yourself that a lot of people don't know? Uh, we we know you as the creative person, the brand consultant, the entrepreneur. What's something about you that people don't know?
1: Uh, People don't know that I'm a very quiet person. And and I sing, I sing for relaxation. (laughs) And people don't know that, uh, a lot of people don't know that I am very deep. Hmm. When I say I'm very deep, that someone, let me just put it this way: people mm-hmm. don't know that I had to study psychology wow. to be able to understand the world of art. Mm-hmm. Because I, 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 you know, people felt I studied uh, graphic design or something art-related. No, I had to study psychology because I wanted to understand the depth of every design I do wow. and the depth of every design I see. So. And I was told then when I was searching for a course that would help me to expand my course in design. I remember speaking to my father, and my father said, uh, "What do I think?" I said that I read something with a psychological study of man and all that—the mind of the man—and and that from what I am seeing, I think it's deep. So I had to study psychology because I needed to understand art better. I needed to be able to interpret. My designs better, and people don't know that. People felt I went to study. I never went to study uh, graphic design. I just went to brush up myself at Panalazin University. I never studied, but psychology really helped me. Wow, psychology helped me. Yeah,
0: awesome. Awesome, boss. Okay, uh, (laughs) uh, there are a lot of myths about creativity and design and becoming a creative designer. Uh there's a segment on our uh, podcast it's called Demystifying the Meat. That's where uh okay. I guess we we'll just speak any myth any myth at all about the industry and the it. There there are wrong notions mm. people who would but they are actually not free. as an industry person just speak any meat we would want to demystify for us today.
1: Um that we cannot be united as a creative um uh, in the creative industry, mm. uh, that there's this thing about class, which is what uh, I'm trying to break with the "Feel Beyond Design" movement. Uh, uh, people keep saying that that there's a there's this there's this cabal in the creative industry that people cannot be united and all that. Crazy people always hate themselves, they compete against themselves, and all that. And I said, no, it's a it's a simple way. a simple way to handle this. First, let's build a community where everybody will be learning from everybody. Once we do that, we uh, will be able to break into whatever cabal is it and then change the imagination of people that, hey, you can learn from anywhere in this industry and you can be anybody in this industry. I don't like a place where people put themselves up there and then you appraise the people who are coming up. So, I am using those mediums to encourage every young person there, every young designer there, every young creative mind out there that whosoever told you that you can not thrive in the industry, the creative industry in Nigeria, in Africa, that person is a liar because we are breaking that myth. We we don't want to, in fact, we don't believe it exists. We believe everyone is created equal. All we need to do is turn this place to Silicon Valley where we're all and disrupt things together. So that's the myth I wanted to spell.
0: Wow, wow, awesome, awesome. There are no gatekeepers. Thank it's you. It's
1: open. It's open, it's awesome. open. It's open. Yeah. yeah.
0: Let's talk about um, the if you're Beyond Design community. Uh, what's it about? Right. How can people get into it? What's often uh, Let's talk about I mean,
1: Alright. Uh, thank you for asking about that. That's... Uh, That's a baby I want to nurture and and live as a legacy.
0: Um,
1: I started it alone, and I was literally begging people to come on board because, uh, oh, by the way, I I want to send a special thank you to uh, Emeka, who who started um, Niger Designers' uh, blog on Facebook. That was where Ethel Beyond Design was birthed from. Um, I put that was where yeah. I first put the adverts uh, calling for people because I, I really wanted to give back I really wanted to give back because to be very honest you can't give everybody money True. and True. you can't possibly take care of everybody but you can give back knowledge and I believe so much in the in the nation called people mm-hmm. if you invest in the nation called people I bet you you'll create a legacy that will never be forgotten. And that is what the community is all about. Uh, I started it for the sake of bridging the gap of um, this class. People are trying to learn, but they feel they don't find people who they can learn from. So I said, no, well, we can break that gap. Let's bring everybody together and learn together. It doesn't take a thing. I know it costs us a lot for us to be able to get the facilitators here. But I'm happy that they are happy to, and they're willing to give their time away as well to help um, every upcoming creative uh, person or entrepreneur in the industry. So what that platform is all about, is all about connecting great minds. Now it was a vision given to me to build a legacy where even if I'm not there, it will still run. And we are not looking at Nigeria. We started in Nigeria, we're looking at it globally we want to connect more people but um i told you the other time i was scheduled to travel do i have to shift because of the job schedule that i had on ground now one of the trips we want to do this year is to visit at least three african countries to carry the message of uh, ibd to those countries and one of those countries is ghana kenya and south africa we want to connect those three this year because we want a larger community indeed uh, i've seen what's happening out there in europe and we felt africa can do it we we, we should stop hating ourselves or competing against ourselves we should start loving ourselves and building a community that is formidable we are very creative people and feel beyond design is that platform that is going to connect great minds and we want to see people do great exploits now i um, one of those things that pained me was uh, there was a client here, a very big client here in Nigeria we met and he it, it said something to me. He said, I don't believe in Nigerian people. They are hungry people and all they care is money. That's why I don't do my design here. I have a lady in South Africa who does my design or in Dubai. But When I saw your job, I was impressed and I was like, I, 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 this guy is Nigerian. And then when I heard that thing, it pricked me so much that no, we have to change this perception about the creative people Mm -hmm. it's because it is because we've not come together to agree on ways of moving the industry forward in a unified format so that's why people would think of us this way and i said if we run a community that allows people to reason together i think we can dispel this myth and all that so if you're beyond design in that community and we are available currently available on WhatsApp. Uh, gladly enough uh, some weeks back our uh, WhatsApp was, uh, 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 Max, uh, was. at at reach capacity.
0: Right.
1: Rich's capacity. Yeah. So we moved to Telegram and Telegram we've gotten over 200 plus who have joined and we have uh, uh, we're also available on uh, Instagram Facebook and twitter so it is if you're beyond design or if you're biddy at if you're biddy or if you're beyond design
0: okay okay so uh if, right. if a creative person wants to join he he goes to the instagram or the facebook or the uh
1: any, uh, any of the handle that they uh identify interest will add them up or send a link to them because it's a private group okay. uh, we are oh, okay. limited because okay. yes Yes, we made it private now because we did not want anybody to just jump in. Because we realized that some of these telemarketers just jumped off the group and started <laughs> selling, selling their market. And we're not there to sell market, we're there to learn.
0: Yeah, yeah. So,
1: so we made it private. So if you show interest that you want to join, we send you privately send you the link, follow the link, and you're in the group. And it's been awesome. A lot of testimony. We don't want to blow a trumpet here. Well we've we've seen a lot of testimonies and we just want to take time and make sure that we get to a capacity where we can now uh, come up and blow our trump because we know if we blow our trumpet now we might not be able to manage the influx of people to the group.
0: Awesome, awesome. any creative right. person out there listening, you have to join if you're an I've seen uh, a number of the panelists they've had also awesome. and I saw Professor York, I thank think you. York, the professor, I saw so, um oh, thank
1: you. the emotional uh, uh, intelligence great. person,
0: I <laughs> saw so, um, oh, yeah the the uh with <laughs> the legal session. It's also awesome. you just have to be on that platform. Right,
1: right, have right, to right.
0: Okay, uh, uh, <laughs> two more things. Uh, two more things. I really do appreciate your time. I really do
1: appreciate your time. Thank you, sir. Okay,
0: thank um, you. Your uh. Handles online, okay, I, I think I'll drop that in the show notes, I'll that in the show notes. Ha, okay. One okay. thing I wanted us to talk about before we let you go is um, understanding clients and managing clients. There are a lot of times you get clients that are not, they, they are not very clear on some of the goals they want for a project. How have you been right. able to handle such clients? How, how did you get them to open <laughs> up? Uh, let us know. Let us know. <laughs>
1: Right, this question <laughs> is my question. <laughs> <laughs> this is my question. Okay. Ah. Okay. Now, let me let me start. Let me start from here. We live in Nigeria. We live yeah. in Africa. In this part of the world, people don't appreciate creativity, which would mean people don't appreciate service-oriented businesses. Mm. They don't understand, they don't believe they should pay you for your service. So, understanding every client in Nigeria is like trying to find your way to Sambisa (laughs) Forest. You'd need the military to guide you because sometimes Mm -hmm. the clients can be extremely. uh, I don't want to use uh, (laughs) that word, but Uh, I I think people are (laughs) always. Wonderful, yeah, wonderful. it's been been a tough one, no doubt. But like I said, there's always a way out of every problem. There's no problem that does not have a solution. And you have to be strategic, I keep saying, you have to be very strategic. Mm -hmm. Um, Let me give a very quick example. There's a project we currently am doing now. It's a package uh, designed for a company here in Nigeria. And we started this project since February. And in that team... The only person who is aware, very informed about this design is the MD. Now, uh, most of other people who sit in a meeting with us don't understand so much about design. All they care about just slam something there and let's get it running and all that. Mm-hmm. And every time we go for presentation, we find out that we instead of us spending one hour, we spend four hours. Wow trying to explain and explain and let them see what this is. I remember when we first went, because we have our project management scheme. First we present that to a client, and then the client looks at that, approval, they approve. So we went presented a sketch of what is going to come. Of course, they will not have the capacity to have the mental picture of what we are seeing, because we are creative people we yeah. foresee into the client's future, the client will just give us a brief, and then we foresee into the future, and then the first solution that will be beneficial to their business and their growth. So then, we'll they didn't understand. Ah, no, this thing is too dull now. We have to put color. Excuse me, sir. <laughs> this is the initial stage of your project. Now, the next stage, we we'll move into this, we'll move into that, and they still didn't get it. So, what, what we do in that case is, we quickly, one of the things I have discovered, we quickly throw a mock-up to them. Once they start mock-up, they will be, become kind of happy laugh about what they're doing. So, whatever, whatever time it takes you, they now understand, oh, so this is a picture you're for So, that's one aspect or, uh, for anyone out there to be able to manage a stubborn client who, who doesn't understand design. And then another aspect is on payments. Now that's a very tough area. Mm. And I advise anyone out there if you have to do business in Nigeria, make sure your payment policy is on point. Take some percentage before you run or you start any project. And then, have a lawyer, have a legal uh, backing for anything you're doing. Because clients in Nigeria can easily take your job, run with it, without paying you, and nothing would happen. The moment you start setting standards for your business, no matter how small you are, start setting standards for your business, guess what? They will respect that standard because they know you're futuristic and you have a purpose. But when when you allow them to see you as a freelance person who is running the street, looking for money to survive and all that, you won't end up well because once stress, once it's from the client, your creative prowess will drop. It will affect you.
0: Yeah, yeah, so
1: true. you have to be careful. Put your pricing policy right and be very, very in at it. If you want to take 70, 30, take 70, 30, you want to take 50, 50, take 50, take always, But always, I it I with some of my guys on, uh, if you're beyond design, I give them uh, the uh, pricing policy uh, uh, terms and conditions that they present to client. and most of them came by and said, it really worked. Mm-hmm. Because when a client were interested in you and the next thing you do is to send them your payment policy or your payment policy, they will, they will be shocked. They will be like, wow, this person is so organized. And that is the only way. So that you don't fight with anybody. You know, the best fight is intellectual fight. Mm-hmm. If you want to fight and win, don't fight with your hand. Fight with your intellect. Sure. Because by the time drop that policy and then read through it, They will see, okay, whether they want to work with you or not. And it's better you have a client who's not giving you stress than to get into a client who's giving you stress because you're going to do what? You're going to lose 10 times of such client or your good client because it's going to affect, it's going to be a spillover to other things or other clients that were not like that. So I I think that's one of the things that when it comes to managing clients in terms of payment and uh, uh, creative uh, uh, projects that you've been giving.
0: Wow!
1: Wow! Right. Thank you! Right.
0: Thank you so 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 <laughs> I much. I really, don't I don't really, really, really do appreciate your time and the awesome and amazing content you've been sharing with us today. Thank you! Thank, thank you! you. Uh, on on the closing you. notes, uh, your parting words for our audience, uh, uh, creative people, entrepreneurs, your closing words for us
1: hmm Man, I cannot go too far. Yeah. Like Does it feel like a pigeon people somewhere or maybe they go there somewhere, they look me or they listen to me. Yeah. First, no go through waiting you know will finish. Mm. In simple terms, don't take up a project you cannot deliver top notch. Every project you take up, make sure you deliver a hundred and ten percent, not hundred. 100 is not great. 110 is great. Why? The only way for you to get clients is when you go above and beyond in your delivery and services. That's the only way you can keep clients. In fact, if you allow yourself to be shown or taught what to deliver, you're not going to last in your creative business. Rather, do your research. Every creative person out there Do your research. Thank God for Google. Thank God for YouTube. Thank God for all this uh, outlet where we can get information free. Get out there. Do your research. And please don't do everything and deliver nothing. Find a niche. If it's branding, if it's graphic design, if it is um, corporate branding, if it is animation, if it is illustration, if it is manipulation, just find a niche that you have a strength in. And focus on that. Don't do everything. Because when you start doing everything, I made that mistake when I started. I was doing everything. But I realized worse, I was carrying so much load. I had to focus. I found my, my niche and then I focused on that niche. And it's been paying off a whole lot. That's the only way we pay you Because we got to a point where we now became an authority on that uh, the niche that we have found for ourselves. So I think every creative person out there should be careful how they take their, uh, their course. Don't get on everything. And don't always be the first to post your works. Get people to give you accolades. No. Be the first to do research. Do thorough research so that when you post, present your work, it will speak a whole lot of volume mm-hmm. to people who are following you. Wow. That's my final word. Wow. <laughs>
0: Thank you, thank you, thank you so much. I, I really do appreciate, like, mind-blowing, mind-blowing, like, thank you, thank you, thank you. Okay, to our audience out there, I just also picked a ton of information and actionable content from today's episode, like, ah, words cannot just describe, like, it has been phenomenal. Remember to go out today and create awesome days. My name is Bright Maker. <laughs> I will see you next week. Bye. Bye. <laughs> Bye.